0: Welcome to another episode of the Good Night Show. I hope you are having a good night. My name is Daniel Van Kirk, and I am glad that you are here. It is April 23rd, Thursday, around 12 a.m. Rochelle Standard Time. Let's say hello to our producer, Noah. Noah, hello. How are you, my man?
1: Hey, Dan. I'm great. You know, I put a little uh, horchata in my coffee this morning, and it really just i don't know it was really nice yeah i'm glad you did
0: that maybe uh in about i don't know whenever you get up seven eight hours from now uh uh, when people are hearing this in the morning you can uh, do it again let me know if it holds up Mm -hmm. throw a little whiskey in there oh i forgot you're running a vodka company with your
1: Still have not uh, even cracked into that (laughs) giant bottle yet.
0: I believe you. I believe you. Hey, if you are enjoying The Goodnight Show and you want to become a part of it, you can. You could ask us a sex and relationship advice question. You could send us in positive stories that you've seen in your own life or around the internet. Or you could recommend things for us to read and watch. You can do that by calling us at 609-955. That's 609-644-4855. Five. There, you can send us a text or leave us a voicemail if you'd like, or you can email us at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. You can even do that to send in a little half-page ad for maybe your own business, and we will possibly promote it on the show. Just make sure that ad reads about 30 seconds long when you read it out loud. All right, let's get right into this show because on Thursdays, we cover the week in pop culture history, and I want to get right to it. April 19th yeah we'll go back to uh we'll go back to sunday because uh, we wanted to let you know that in 1934 shirley temple appeared in her first movie stand up and cheer she was just shy of six years old she then became hollywood's number one box office draw from 1935 to 1938 that's a very good run and an iconic part of film history as an adult she was named a united states ambassador to ghana and Czechoslovakia, um, my grandma is a huge, huge, huge Shirley temple fan um, not really her
1: favorite Shirley temple movie
0: probably Heidi, which is also funny because um, my very first dog would uh, when we got her as a puppy, she would constantly hide under the table, and I was maybe eight, nine years old. I called her Heidi not realize because like, she kept hiding and then i found out like oh that's a shirley temple movie that's a very weird aside but just what makes me think of when i think of Shirley temple it also makes me think of being up at my cabin and being a kid and ordering shirley temples and to this day mm-hmm. I, you can throw a little a little bit of uh noah's vodka company vodka in there if you want but oh, yeah. give me some, a little bit of cherry and uh this little seven upper sprite and some ice and it's still a
1: great drink man yeah back uh back when i was doing the, the bar mitzvah bot mitzvah circuit when i was 13 years old and all my friends were having that uh, i drank a lot of shirley temples <laughs> at those bar mitzvah receptions that was my drink of choice i
0: kind of want a shirley temple right now just talking about it so i know that that's technically from last week but we got to give shirley temple some love on also every movie was the same right she, she just needed to find her dad uh yeah <laughs> um let's see what else on april 20th in 1964 actor crispin glover was born since his film career began in 1983 glover has gone on to appear in a wide range of films that's one way to put it from what's eating gilbert grape to hot tub time machine he was also born the same day as actor andy circus glover's middle name is hellion that's so on brand for him <laughs> also you know i love back to the future but when you go back and realize he was just trying to violate a woman's like privacy it doesn't. doesn't quite hold up. I know. Yeah. It doesn't. It's tough. Uh, let's look at April 21st. Here's some notable things. In 1956, Elvis Presley's first hit record, Heartbreak Hotel, becomes number one, 12 weeks after its original release. What did Elvis do right afterwards? He began a two week residency at the new frontier hotel and casino in the Las Vegas on the strip. The shows were poorly received by the conservative middle-aged hotel guests. Like a, he says quote here, like a jug of corn liquor at a champagne party. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what one critic for newsweek wrote about how well his shows went over. Um, Man, I want to do shows on the Strip. So they're probably not great, but I don't know. It's just a thing to see your name up there. Seinfeld Mm -hmm. can't be wrong, right? And neither can like Elton, and I'm sure the money's great too.
1: Anyway, Britney Spears.
0: Yeah, Uh, April 21st in 1970, Elton John made his solo concert debut. Speaking of people performing on the Strip. The English singer, composer, and pianist started his first world tour to promote his second studio album, Elton John, in 1970. The concert took place at the Roundhouse Theatre in London, england on the 22nd of april here's something that happened in 1937 jack nicholson was born in neptune city new jersey the son of a showgirl a lot of vegas tie-ins as we're going through these nicholson's 12 academy award nominations make him the most nominated male actor in the academy's history he's the only actor to be nominated for academy award for acting in every decade from the 60s to the 2000s that's how you become a fucking icon Uh, and why you get to wear your sunglasses wherever you want and kind of be thought of as a dick. (laughs) April 23rd, in 2001, Fatboy Slim releases the single Weapon of Choice. The music video was directed by Spike Jones and it starred Christopher Walken doing a lot of dancing. The video was filmed in the lobby of the Marriott Hotel in Los Angeles and won six awards at the 2001 MTV Video Music Awards. Do you remember that video, Noah?
1: It's one of my favorite music videos of all time. Oh, it's so good, man.
0: Just walking, crushing it. Uh, April 23rd in 2012, Kazakhstan thanked Sasha Baron Cohen. Six years after the release of Cohen's comedy Borat, so that means it came out in 2006, uh, the movie Borat Cultural Learnings Of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, the government of Kazakhstan offered its gratitude to the actor for boosting tourism in the nation. While the country had initially banned the film, a statement by foreign minister, I'm going to try, buddy, Yerzhan, Kazakhstan, Khanov I tried uh, years later stated quote with the release of this film the number of visas issued by Kazakhstan grew tenfold i am grateful to borat for helping attract tourists to kazakhstan That's great. He got to make a super funny subversive comedy and they got a lot of people to come to the country. Everybody wins. April 24th in 1942, Barbara Streisand was born in Brooklyn, New York. Babs. Streisand is one of the best selling recording artists of all time with more than 68.5 million albums in the US and with a total of 150 million records sold worldwide. Streisand is one of only... Is is the only recording artist to have a number one album in each of the last six decades, having released fifty three gold albums, thirty one platinum albums, and fourteen multi platinum albums in the United States. Wow! Are you or anybody in your family a Barbra Streisand fan?
1: Uh, No one's a a big, uh, uh, you know, huge Barbra Streisand fan, but uh, but everybody is to
0: some extent.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, I appreciate
0: her yeah, uh, interesting story I can tell you about Barbara, so I have a friend who she was in their movie, and they got her to be in the movie and part of the stipulation is for those of you who don't know um you you can be on set all day. you could be on set for twenty four hours I mean they'll pay you and and everybody will go into overtime, but they there's no It's usually like there's a schedule and obviously they want to stick to it, but you never know. But Barbara Streisand has a deal in her contract where she only works 12 hours a day and the clock starts the minute she steps out of her house and it has to end. She can't exceed 12 hours by the time she steps back in. So wherever you're having her go, wherever she needs to be, the moment she leaves, that's when the clock starts. And if it takes her an hour to get home and it took her an hour to get there after 10 hours, she's leaving because she's, she's already she's been working for 10 and she took 11 to get there one to get there so she's already at 11 she needs one to get back and that was the deal and it they said that it actually ended up being one of the easiest movies to make because it made everybody stay on this schedule to just like get it done uh so it sounds a little divish but maybe it is because she's earned it but it also made for an easy filmmaking process april 25th i mean can we do a pop culture history week without talking about the beatles in some sense in 1968 (laughs) the beatles they were just causing Every day, every week, this seems like they were causing shit. The Beatles refused (laughs) to perform for the Queen of England. In 1968, the band declined declined the offer to perform at a British Olympic Appeal Fun Show. Ringo Starr later stated the reason. Our decision would be the same no matter what the cause. We don't do benefits. I feel like that probably changed over time because they all became like philanthropists and... Yeah, and Ringo Ringo got
1: knighted recently. Paul's been knighted, you know. Yeah, I'm sure
0: they did some benefits, but they were young and, and thought they ruled the world. April 26, 1977, Studio 54 opens in New York, the world-famous nightclub in New York City, founded and created by Steve Rubell and Ian Schrager, known for its celebrity guest list, strict entry policies, and open drug use. The club ceased its operation in 1980, and since 1998, it serves as a studio for the Roundabout Theater Company under its original name. Noah. Noah. If you could go back in time, would you try to go to Studio Fifty Four?
1: I mean, I've seen *Austin Powers* three gold member, uh, <laughs> and I think it, at a young age that put in my head that that's something I would would try to do. But isn't
0: Mike Myers also in the movie Fifty Four, where he plays Steve Rubel? He might be. I'm yeah. almost certain he does. I think Ryan Philippi or whatever Philippe or whatever is in it as well. Um, yeah. Maybe look that up or we're in the break and find out for me. Uh, but yeah, i think I think studio fifty four the movie, I think Mike Myers plays Steve Rubell. yes, he does. I actually I just looked it up. okay, you're right. So, so my thing is like, I hate lines unless there's an open bar, open buffet, or water slide at the end. I don't want to be in any line so i i don't I would go there if i could if I knew we were gonna get in but I don't think I'd go and just be like, hope I get picked to go inside to studio 54, but I would love, I I love a good scene. So I would probably check it out. Uh, We'll take a quick break. we come back. We will find out about uh, one of those things we just talked about in depth as we always do. I wanna tell you about high noon hard Are made with real vodka and real juice because there's a lot of fake out there, but things just got real. High noon sunsips are the easy drinking, great tasting, sun toasting, blue sky celebrating, memory making, awesomeness, in a can. hard seltzers can be made from just about any mixture of soda, water, and alcohol. Some brands use malt liquors and sugar to flavor their drinks, but High Noon uses real vodka and real fruit juice for 100 calories of easy drinking, take anywhere deliciousness. High Noon Sunsips are offered in four refreshing flavors grapefruit, pineapple, black cherry, and watermelon, and the juice in each high noon sunsip is real. They use a mix of juices to make each flavor, but everything comes from real fruit. High Noon Sunsips come in packs of four and a variety 12 pack, and on their website you can search for places near you to buy high noon with their where to buy page you can also check out your favorite grocery store liquor store or stay safe and practice distance socializing by checking with your preferred alcohol delivery service high noon is currently available in 32 states but if they're not available where you are contact them and see how they can help so check out high and enjoy responsibly high noon hard seltzer things just got real Hey, are you looking for a way to let everyone know you're serious about social distancing, staying safe, and being smart, but you want to look good at the same time? Check out Real Day Design. They have a variety of shirt styles that look and feel great while also sending the message that you care about your health and the health of people around you. Choose from a short sleeve or long sleeve tee, crew neck sweatshirt, or even a football jersey style t-shirt. Any option is perfect for looking good and feeling comfortable in your own home or on a walk but letting people know you are part of the social distancing club doesn't just have to be worn you can show everyone in your zoom meeting where your priorities lie with a social distancing club coffee mug so quarantine but make it fashion by visiting real day design online at bonfire.com store real hyphen day design co again that's real day design online at bonfire.com store real hyphen day Hyphen design, hyphen C O. Okay, we are back. And before we leave you today, we are going to dig in to Jack nicholson's best performance uh performances i should say it it, it uh, this week is the anniversary of his birthday he's obviously one of the most acclaimed actors of all time so according to coming here are the 10 best jack nicholson movies you figure i could say his name right because i like the guy so much number 10 how do you know i have never seen this movie have you noah
1: um how do you know
0: it's a James L. Brooks film, but I have not seen it. No, I don't know I if you not, don't know. I haven't I'm not seen getting into a who's on first situation with you. It said nobody said that Jack Nicholson has to be the star of a movie for it to be a considered one of his best. In fact, Nicholson's role in James L. Brooks' film, How Do You Know? I want to see it now. Could it be considered merely an extended cameo, but in those precious few moments of screen, he reminds us why he's one of the best. He plays the father of Paul Rudd's character. That's all I need to know, and I would probably check this out. All right, number 9, Wolf. Do you remember Wolf? That's probably before your time. Is I remember
1: this, Is it about Wolf Blitzer?
0: <laughs> no, that'd be cool too. Uh it is literally a modern like werewolf story. Jack Nicholson Ooh. is becoming a werewolf. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Sign everyone up. Who's better at being a villain, Jack Nicholson or James Spader? Oh, I got to go Nicholson, but Spader's great. Each brings a signature style to some of these characters but this film wolf a 1994 film starring nicholson spader and michelle pfeiffer come on people how much more do you need to know it features nicholson playing a literary agent looking for a promotion what he gets instead is a bite from a wolf that may or may not be of the wear variety all right i don't want to ruin anything so i will tell you that number eight the witches of eastwick you've seen this movie right Noah?
1: no i haven't dude
0: Any film that casts Jack Nicholson as the literal devil is a film (laughs) that we want to see. In The Witches of Eastwick, there's a new kid in town, and his name is Satan. He doesn't just want to bring the apocalypse, however. He just wants to bed as many beautiful women as he can get his hands on. In this film, Nicholson is a charming, charismatic, and seductive devil. The only problem is he may have bitten off more than he can chew when he decides to pursue Cher, Susan Sarandon, and his wolf co-star, Michelle pfeiffer uh it's the witches of eastwick i highly recommend checking out all right number seven as good as it gets you've seen this right
1: it is as good as it gets i
0: don't know if you're answering me or still trying to play word games it's from 1997 helen hunt is phenomenal i don't even need to read this about it but uh it's great it's it's greg Kinnear is in it and this was like right after talk soup greg kinnear when people like like prime kinnear yeah that's some prime kinnear uh it's really really good and it has one of the best compliments you could give a man or woman when kinnear is looking at helen hunt and says you're the reason they painted on cave walls or something like that it's
1: just a that is as good as stop
0: number six i'm not doing this with you number six is about schmidt have you seen about schmidt
1: uh what's it about
0: I don't, I'm done with this bit. (laughs) I want you to have a conversation with me.
1: I have not seen About Schmidt, but Uh, I've heard very good things about it.
0: I see you're still doing it. And you didn't even try that time, I don't think. Uh, If you did, kudos to you. Um, About Schmidt is about a guy in Omaha who gets a watch and then wants to reconnect with his family. That's all you need to know. I would highly recommend it, though, because it's very, very, very good. I think Thomas Paine maybe directed that. I'm not sure and I don't I don't think it even says here so I'm just guessing. Number 5, A Few Good Men. Do you order that code red? Uh have you seen this movie? More
1: than more than a few. It's got a great cast. It really does. More than a few good, good I, men. I would
0: yeah. agree with you. Um Tom Cruise is really great in it. Demi Moore is awesome in it. Uh one of the greatest like film monologues potentially of all time. You want me on that tower? You need me on that tower. Number 4. Yes. 2002, The Departed. Uh just a a great movie minus the final shot, which is so <laughs> heavy-handed. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they make hands that heavy until Scorsese invented it with that final shot, but uh, you know what the thing is that you have to remember and I have to have Martin Scorsese is making the movie he wants to make sure and even if there's parts where you're like, what the hell was that? That's his movie, man, and, and, mm-hmm. and I, I we need as much of that as we can get in film because if you're trying to make a movie that everybody's gonna love then you aren't making anything great for anyone. You're just making something okay. So go, go on with your weird ass final shots that I'm not going to give away in case anybody hasn't seen it, but Nicholson is great. I'll read a little bit of what it says here. What happens when Martin Scorsese makes a film starring Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin, Mark Wahlberg and Vera Farmiga? Asia uh, possibly the greatest gangster movie ever put. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Maybe there's like 10 in the list, but don't put it next to Goodfellas, which is also obviously a uh, Scorsese film, but uh, he plays a a very layered uh, Mm -hmm. but brutal mob boss, and I think people is real scary. Yeah, number three. This is what I thought would be number one is one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Any snob at a dinner party will eventually proclaim that the book is better than the movie. Yeah, they'll do that about anything. Sometimes he's right or she, but uh, in the case of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the movie is most assuredly better. Oh, I wonder if that's true. Have you, you've seen the movie?
1: Yes, I've seen the movie and I read the book in uh, in high school and the, my teacher said the same thing. You really? know, the, the movie is better than the book. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I
0: guess I've always kind of wanted to read the book, but I guess I don't need to. Anybody who hasn't seen it, though, I highly recommend One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Number two, and maybe number one in my heart's 1989's Tim Burton's Batman. When Batman doesn't get top billing in a Batman movie, you know you've got an acclaimed actor on your hands. Jack Nicholson was cast as the Joker and immediately put to any rest that Batman in 1989 would not be a success. I mean, he's so... To me, he is the most true joker i love heath ledger's performance don't get me wrong but um he just he seems so evil while being so calm at the same time like there was a there there was a really good fanaticism if that's even a word like it was a very frantic portrayal by heath ledger which i thought worked and was really really good but it doesn't uh it doesn't feel the same to me as um, yeah.
1: Jack Nicholson always feels like in control. Heath Ledger's character,
0: you never quite feel
1: like which is great. Is he in still, control or yes, is his, like, right? Yeah, bad it's still
0: guy. great. But I mean, Nicholson's just so good. You know that Nicholson warned Heath Ledger about that character. It's like if you really, really? go in deep on this character, you are going to have a hard time pulling back out. Because Oof. and, and uh, some people say that Heath was having a hard time. Number one, and it makes sense to me is the shining it says here could it be anything else stephen king the writer of the book upon which the movie was based is pretty much the only person in the entire planet who doesn't like this version of the shining that's fine but stephen's great he is entitled to his own opinion but and then it goes on to say just how great jack is that the, the final shot in that movie just the look that they've captured on his face him i i think i've mentioned it referenced it here where those scenes where he's talking to the bartender and he's like you've always yeah. been here sir like watching yeah. him fall apart is so good so so good fantastic yeah are there Uh, any
1: uh any movies you can think of that you would uh put on this list that or or, or other honorable mentions you can think of
0: you know that's funny because when i was looking through this i kept seeing like like chinatown like how do you not mention chinatown on here yeah um
1: also you know what close to my heart i love anger management completely it's a fine performance. Movie. Yeah, no,
0: yeah but it's good the last detail <laughs> is really really good yeah uh he's great in the pledge and carnal knowledge um in terms of endearment easy Rider. there's oh, yeah, uh, easy Rider. of yeah. course uh he's in little shop of horrors he's in broadcast news and obviously mars attacks yeah there's some that uh i'm surprised that they didn't include in here but there was a there's a so i didn't have too many gripes with it other no. than where they I mean the depart is good but look, 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 slow it says as,
1: it's as good as it gets
0: there you go let's see no I can always count on you for the joke I didn't want to hear uh, <laughs> Thanks for running this down with me, Noah. Thank you for listening. Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by the man himself, Noah Pun Eberhardt. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper. The theme music was composed by Chad Bouchard and the artwork was created by CM Dugan. You can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash show. There you can sign up for The Good Night Show weekend edition as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics like the back page, which is a sex and relationship advice, as well as the Goodnight show mysteries. Plus you get a supercut of the entire work uh, week's worth of shows as well as access to the back catalog of hindsight my previous podcast three patreon tiers are available and the most comprehensive option is less than ten dollars a month the Goodnight show is not part of any network so all proceeds go directly to the costs and people that keep this show on the air your support matters and is greatly appreciated one way to support is to rate review and subscribe on itunes and tell everyone you know about this little late night podcast that you love thank you again for listening i'm daniel van kirk and remember no man is a failure who has friends good night